What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends, my name is Kat, and this is Moni. Hey, guys. And we are your co-hosts. On behalf of the Fake Ass Book Club, a.k.a. The Bad Podcast, we welcome you aboard the mothership. We are sending you on a nonstop trip directly into the shenanigans of this podcast. If this is your first time, please listen carefully until the end of this announcement. However, if you are a frequent flyer, you may skip directly to the show and enjoy. The Fake Ass Book Club has a running time of about one hour. We will be ascending to an altitude of whatever cocktails we have available. Also, we most likely will be talking at the speed of roughly 100 miles per minute. When the fab neon sign illuminates, make sure your headphones are plugged in, your devices are charged, and your pearls are properly clutched. Yes, Lord. As this podcast contains explicit language, strong opinions, and adult content. Individuals under 18 are not advised to listen and do so at their own risk. And we would also like to remind you that this is a fake-ass book club. So, uh... If you're an avid reader, or if you never plan to pick up a book in your life, this is still the podcast for you. The only must is that you show up. To any and all haters aboard, you already know where the emergency exit is. Bye, Felicia. If this podcast is not for you, we understand. However, tampering with, damaging, or trying to destroy our positive vibes are strictly prohibited by FAB bylaws, which clearly state good vibes only. Before takeoff, you will find information about us and this podcast at our website at thefabpodcast.com. We strongly suggest that you follow us across social media and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you have any questions or want to reach out, please don't hesitate to email us at thefabpodcast at gmail.com. We know you have a choice in podcasts, and on behalf of the Fab Podcast, we would like to thank you for choosing us. So with that, buckle up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hey, y'all. This is Moni. And this is Kat. Hey, Kat. And this, this is, is the, the Fake Ass Book Club. <laughs> Wait, can we both say our name? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, Woo. guys. This is your girl, Moni. And this is Kat. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Fake Ass Book Club. We are super excited. Boy, are we. <laughs> you guys love that? Who loves that? Because that's what I have to say every single time. But mm-hmm. I am excited because, listen, you guys, we have waiting for this. a fantastic book that we're going to talk about today. All right, we've got Alice Walker's Possessing the Secret of Joy. You need like an explosion right there because it's basically, this is a heavy book. And um, Kat, um, actually, do you have a movie statement trailer about this book? Would you mind blessing us with that real quick? Here we go. Like to hear it? Yes. Don't be fooled by the title. This is not a book full of joy, but rather a heartbreaking tale of seemingly endless misogyny perpetuated by the use of female genital mutilation in Africa and the strength to still have joy. Well, that was depressing. (laughs) 
but that's it's what so it is. Sad. No, I know, but I. So, like, in contrast to my mood today, this book is very somber. <laughs> right. So I need to like. Let's take some deep breaths. But once again, this is what our ancestors wanted, like (sighs) to get us to here to where we could feel joy. It wasn't to continue an unending chain of sorrow. Never ending chain of sorrow. I think our mothers had the foresight to know that we would be here with this joy. Well, I sure hope so. So that's that's what we're doing today, guys. Before we actually jump into the book, we're going to do a quick dedication. Uh-huh. So before oh. we get started, we always like to kind of dedicate our podcast to all four of our listeners. You guys, we appreciate <laughs> you guys. You guys are great. I probably know each and every one of you. So shout out to you. <laughs> also, um, Kat, you know what? I have another dedication, but let's skip to you. Let's okay. skip to yours okay. and then I'll interject. Yes. Um, I'm dedicating this one uh, to the blameless vulva and dictionaries. Um, in my initial <laughs> reading of this book, the book is actually itself. Alice Walker dedicates the book to the vulva. I saw that. And when I was reading this book, I initially, like back in the 90s when I was a teenager, I had to look up so many of the words in this book that it made me a better person. Wow. Because there were so many <laughs> concepts, especially about my own body, that I had no idea about. So uh, it's definitely dedicated to the vulva and dictionaries. So vaginas and books. Yes. <clears throat> all right. I like it. I like it. And so another dedication I want to make is to all of the young dope people in the world. I mean, I feel like there's so many, like we got Yara Shahidi, uh, Marseille, Martin, Jaden, uh, Smith, Amanda Garman. I mean, there's many more. These are just ones that, that I know are highly. That chick just got cut from the Olympics. Uh, her, Shikari. Mm-hmm. Something. Sure. She was, yeah, she was dope. But yeah, it's basically um, the generation now really gives me hope for the future. There are some really like, I feel like it can be easy to focus in all the fuck shit that the young ki- young people do. <laughs> but there are a lot of them out here yes. that really do give me hope. And so I want to use that as a segue right now, you guys, <gasps> to end our dedication, but also to join, uh-huh. to, not join, but to... Um, introduce our special yeah, guest yeah. today. I want to introduce my special guest, my niece, Naya. Hey, welcome, Naya. welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about this. I am so excited, too. So when you agreed to come on, I was uh, I was happy because when Kat and I first read this book, we were about your age. And so us revisiting it like X amount of years later, you already know we're old, so I, mean, I don't know why I'm trying to do that. Yeah. It, I was just curious to know, like, what a younger person's take was on this book so we can compare it to how we thought about it. And then also with the contrast of reading it, rereading it now as adults. So. Um, all right. Where should we even start? I think a nice little synopsis of this book would be like in order. Is there something you want to read or do you want me to find something? I have something. Like little... I have the Amazon breakdown. Boom. That's up. all I have it on the tab. I the same thing I was going to read. OK. Um... Or hold on. Let me see. <laughs> Clear your throat, friend. <laughs> An American woman struggles with the genital mutilation she endured as a child in Africa and a New York Times bestseller as compelling as the color purple. And Tashi's tribe, the Olinka, young girls ungo, fem- undergo female genital mutilation as an initiation into the community. Tasha manages to avoid this fate at first, 
But when pressed by tribal leaders, she submits. Years later, married and living in America as Evelyn Johnson, Tashi's inner pain emerges, emerges as she questions why such a terrifying, disfiguring sacrifice was required. She short, sorts through the many levels of subjugation with which she has been burdened over the years. In Possessing the Secret of Joy, Alice Walker exposes the abhorrent practice of female genital mutilation in an unforgettable, moving novel. Oh my! And God. also to just, are we doing spoilers? I mean, we've been doing them, so I don't so, see why we should And also, too, she goes back and kills the lady who did this to her. Damn, she spoiled the whole thing right now. I didn't. When I said asked, that, is God, it okay damn. to spoil? Well, they I didn't left know that you part meant, out. Like, I thought you meant like about just in general, like not the whole. Okay, well, that's I fine. Asked. So that's okay. It's like we'll tell, we can tell the story backwards if you want. We can start from. Well, the it's end not and linear. It is. It that's true. That's true. Okay, wait. So let's talk a little bit about Alice Walker as an author. I mean, she's been sure. Alice Walker, I probably was in her. I want to say you, I'm pretty sure that this was a book that you introduced to me, even though you say that the book you had. Well, the, I've had copy. multiple copies of this book because I've reread it multiple times and I've, it was usually a paperback, but I have a hard copy that I think I stole from you mm. because the stamp happened. is from a library from a place you used to work at. Oh. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. But initially, probably yes, because I was obsessed with Alice Walker when I was in high school. Yes, Because I read The Color Purple, and then I read Temple of My Familiar, and then Possessing the Secret of Joy. I never read Meridian, but then I read The Third Life of Grange Copeland, and then uh, her series of short books, like uh, uh, Horses Make the Sunset More Beautiful, oh and God. In Search of Our Mother's Gardens. Okay. So I've read none of those. Um, <laughs> I think I read Temple enough. of My Familiar. That was one it of was, her books. It was deep, too. And that one. I probably for mostly forgot just like this one. I mean, okay. I knew that it was you know female genital mutilation or FGM. I had to whatever, read it but. so many times to understand it. Like the first reading of it, I was lost. See, I give up. I just honestly, it was like you know, I don't know exactly what's going on. I know it's terrible, <laughs> but um, but yeah, just to give you a little background on um Alice Walker. So she's an American novelist a short story writer, a poet, and a social activist. And in 1982, she published the, no the novel we just talked about, The Color Purple, and she won the National Book Award for that and also a Pulitzer Prize um, for fiction. And all of those books you just named, that's in the little you know, <laughs> Wikipedia thing. So, boom, Alice Walker. Google her if you've not ever heard of her. I mean, she has poems and, and everything. way so more than pretty, that. I mean, I'm talking about, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a whole long thing that I'm not going to read, but she's certified. I mean, she's official out here. So um, She's blue check out here. Yeah, she's, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> for our one young listener, <laughs> that was for you. Tink. <laughs> but, okay, so I think, let's see. I mean, this is, you guys, honestly... I, I feel like I got to do breathing exercises to even talk about this. That's okay. Take your time, Pastor. <laughs> it's just, it's so much. So I'm just trying to figure out where, where we should sure, start. Sure, sure. Let's just start with, okay, so Let's I actually did, this is so, okay, this is super random. I actually ended up finding an audio book of this book. This book was is so, so old, old that it was like, there were no like actual ones on a. It's not audible. No, it was like actual tapes and I had to buy like a taping. Cassette tapes. A cassette really? tape. Yes. Because remember, cool, you were at my it. house, you were like, is this a, a movie? movie? I was like, no. It's going to be a movie. He's right. He was like, for God, for the love of God, if this is made into a feature film. I, see on film. I don't need to see that. I feel like oh. it would play out like Beloved did. Like yes, some it books just don't do not translate. Yeah, just look, You, I wish I could see Naya's face. Did you like, like Beloved? Let's take a sidebar real So I, I told like you it? how I started trying to read that, and I said, what the heck is this? 
<laughs> like it was a lot it's a lot and it's the it's, way it started off was weird to me also like i mm. just couldn't grasp i guess i don't know i just wasn't a fan yeah listen how to tony is rough but let's talk about it. how old were you though when you were trying to re- read this this book? was last year oh, okay. so. but still <laughs> that's really still, young it's yeah. still you you know what i mean because you're i tried i 18, really did like that yeah. i mean it, again i think that's kind of where i was when i first read it too i mean i read this book and was kind of like mm, i mean it's pretty bad off it's the bat bad. it's just like yes so i did i yeah. listened to it and it took me honestly weeks and weeks because i i will life and then also to get into that space where i could listen to this story be played out like was like it's oh only my 288 God. pages it's which is not long. long and some of the pages are just one line yes yeah and just like, <laughs> and, and they, but they're like powerful at the same time that one little sentence yeah and you're like sitting there like wow this is uh whoa whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah man so um and it's historical fiction so i mean i think that this story takes place in in Partially in Africa, the been partially in the United States, yeah. and it's a fictional place. But I mean, the the events, Lincoln, the, like the tribe, excuse me, yeah. yeah, the tribe, not the place. Africa actually does exist yeah, in America. Real both, <laughs> to be clear, those are real places inside mm-hmm. of our objective reality. I'm meaning the tribe, um, the place, meaning like the culture that she created was for the book. But it, I mean, it parallels. She did a real great life. job. Of it was that. very in, very intricate. Yeah. yeah, very much so. So. Did you re- you reread it? Like yes. Read it? How long did it take you? Because what about all a, person I told? mean, okay. <laughs> in real life, like in the at, like hours logged, probably about a week. Right. I spread it out. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. Fake realness. I just finished it today. Well. So, like but it. <sighs> it's okay. Thank you. It's all right. What about you, Nye? How long did it take? So when we were like like trying to figure out when I was going to come, I was yes. like, I was reading it on the plane, <laughs> and then I will read it like I wake up in the morning and try to read it. It was just yeah. like in different parts, so I have no idea how really long okay. it took. It's a short book though, so yeah. But you need breaks, and then there were yeah there be moments <laughs> where like characters like I don't want to hear your part right now because I didn't like you at the point, right. so I have to go back and read them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's what I don't know. Have either of you read any of the Game of Thrones books? Hell, I didn't know they had books. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they're based on books. I have not read them. I heard they okay. were fantastic, but no. So the books were good. I like the show, and the books were better. And the way the books are written is each chapter is from a different character's POV. And that's how this book is written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every chapter is a different character. Oh, because that was the thing, too. Oh, like, the different characters, there were a lot of them. There was, yes. like, Tashi, Olivia, Adam, Benny, Mezzi, Pierre, Lisette, Melisa... Um, who was the murder victim? And um, <laughs> that she spoiled. And more. Up in here. Like, there were a lot of different POVs, which is why it's kind of hard to read. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I thought, I think it is not an easy read. I think even just the way the language is sometimes, it's not, even though it's plain language, like, it's not like it's overly. It's conversational. So it's, it's the way people talk, which isn't very coherent. People right. don't really was, make an effort to communicate clearly. They communicate what they feel, but it's not necessarily a way to make it understandable to somebody else. Oh, I do that all not the time. Not only that, I feel like I was struggling with the timelines because, like, yeah. when they were going back, I was like, I even had a text where sheet, like, where, like, what's, wait a minute, what's the yeah. setting right now? Yeah. It's challenging because yeah. that was the thing, too. Is it an easy read? No. No, no, I no. wouldn't say yeah. so. Both because of the, it's a very challenging read. It's nonlinear, multiple POVs, the vocab, it's poetic in nature, and the subject matter. Well, and then talk about the dictionary. I mean, like you just yeah. said, like you you borderline. <laughs> so that's funny because, Naya, when you were reading a book, did you feel like you 
knew everything they were talking about. No, like, like how I'd many be times? Like, context clues is not helping me right, right. now. I have <laughs> like, to look this up. <laughs> yes, yeah. because it's. I mean, not only it's the wording, but it's the concepts even sometimes. Yeah. So you're like trying to get a, a grasp for like, okay, wait, what? What are? What exactly are we doing? Okay, here? I actually made a list of all the words I remember having to. Because keep in mind, when I read this book the first time, there was no internet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> look at her face. It's like, wait, what? No internet. It's probably what maybe 1995, 96. So there's a rudimentary internet that I don't have access to. That's what's going on <laughs> okay. at that time and period. So I had to grab the dictionary off the shelf. Some of the stuff wasn't in there. Like some Whoa, of the stuff, okay. I had to dig yeah. deep to find out what these words meant. So I was first not that off, curious. Actually, the first word is so funny <laughs> because I I used this book for my junior thesis and had to clear it with my English teacher and looking back now it's so funny she was obviously such a young woman she to me was an adult because I was a child but she had this was her first job out of college she was still a child oh bless her baby heart and you're up here like can I do a book on FGN peace to you Lisa (laughs) what the hell so the first word was misogyny which I pronounce misogyny because if you see the word I never (laughs) heard the word I guess since it's so used to you so much in our generation now, our, so I'm used when to When I was it, coming I up, people did not use that word. No, they sure didn't. I don't think no, I No, that, that wasn't was... really a concept. So to me, I had to learn that when I was 16, <laughs> what that word was pronounced, how it was pronounced and what it meant. So misogyny, vulva, labia, <laughs> excised, yeah, taboo, clitoris, pansexual, Infibulated, and um, just something more friendly. Um, the bobob tree. Oh, I know now. We, yeah, yeah, but that was now, my first yeah, time hearing yeah. about mm-hmm. it. Then, so these were all words that I, and there were more that sometimes I just ignored because I was tired of looking but stuff up. I think that's what happened to me throughout the whole thing. Like both, I, I kudos to you guys. We need a hand clap in the background. That yeah, they I, actually, <laughs> used, you know what I mean? Because I was just reading it. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going. I on. I actually don't know what's happening, and I know it's bad, and I don't like it, <laughs> and I don't. I, yeah, this is terrible. Just those little I mean, words, I, though. I was just like thinking, like we. I guess like your generation is like I was just like we say these I guess because everyone tries to be these like advocates for like everything so I think that's what I'm saying that wasn't awesome. the, yeah, that did not exist so much more information <laughs> than we had you yes. guys have um, access to so many resources so I mean I you could tell y'all are smarter in a lot yeah. of ways you know because and more savvy definitely and just I guess. yeah so if you want to in some ways you know what I mean and, yeah. that, and well, especially stuff like the this. whole thing was like if because if I asked a question about like let's say if I asked my mom like what's a clitoris she'd be like why do you want to know <laughs> my mom would say look it up if I asked her a word yeah like and I but I would never even ask my mom that like Uh-oh. I know it would embarrass her like she never talked to me about sex oh, like God, I, but also too she never talked like no one talked to her about sex this is true. So, um, well, I, well, my mom talked to me about yeah, it my mom, well, and gave me books and wrote, <laughs> draw pictures. The way we, yeah, it was very interesting the way that you, we talked about sex. But I was just like, okay. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's awkward. I mean, for one, it's already an awkward conversation. Let's talk about it with your parents. But I do, you know, my approach has been, I mean, my kids are pretty young, but I talk to them, not the actual, like, but the scientific If they have, way, they're old like, enough for biology. questions, you're yeah. old enough to talk about it. I love that. To the point where there's like, oh God, you know, I think. It's like, or stop. just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's weird, but okay. You know, before the hormones and stuff kick in or whatever. So, but I mean, as far as female genital mutilation, 
you know, I could gather what they were talking about. I'm like, this is this is terrible. Like, this is really crazy. And even though I might have been more familiar with the actual body parts, because, again, like the books and stuff and the pictures that my mom drew, like I was like, yeah, I know, you know, what's where. But in the context of why they would be doing this, I, it was like totally lost oh, on me. Yeah, the purpose. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, like, should we go back this? a little and explain? We definitely, yes. Okay. After, yeah, because yes. I was going to say, what is it, right? Like, yeah. what are we even talking about? Because there's different types. So let's so let's just start where the inciting incident. Okay. Um, you say it. How does well, the book start? I mean, I pretty- would say the inciting incident is that the main character is Tashi. So for anybody who remembers the movie Color Purple, um, Seely has two children, Olivia and Adam, and they are sold to a childless couple who are missionaries that go to Africa and to um, convert the Olinkan people to Christianity. Yay. Yay. They were so lucky for that. That's yes. super cool. They got a really great uh, opportunity there. And <laughs> while they're there, Adam falls in love with one of the Olinkan women, Tashi, who later on um, goes back to the Olinkan village to because even though she escaped because Olinka was going through a, a revolution, so they weren't doing the F, the female genital mutilation, which is a combination of either removing the clitoris, the labia majora, minora, and infibulating the like vaginal muscles. Because we talked about that from Colabu. We sure did. Yeah. So it's yes, a we weird did. thing. I mean, it's crazy how common it is. I have you met people with I've met people who've had this done. I know you have. Um if I have, it's not something we've talked about. Sure, because it's a taboo. Oh, I, actually, I would that's never another ask. word that I learned from this book was taboo. Yeah. Like what I mean, I'd heard it before in the Sade song, but like Ooh, I was like, I should Yeah, but I was like, I didn't know the definition. So that was one of the words I actually had to look up to it's like what's a taboo it's like it's a great board game but it's also just <laughs> I something had never heard of it though um, so i had never heard of about women getting this done till my aunt like brought it to my attention and i was like huh like i'm that aunt you're like, welcome I was like, I, like, it's like you know was, girls i was in shock i was looking it up like i googled it all to figure out what was going on like i just didn't know it was a thing was terrified. I and was this book gets into the why of it because yeah. it's been going on for century, well, millennia. And so it's one of those things that's very hard to identify why we keep doing this. So the main character, um, just to give a just an ABC of what happens in the book, because it is very non-linear. You do so the it's whole thing, right? And then we can keep it. it. Yeah. So Tashi, although she, in her childhood, because that's when you're supposed to have FGM done. That's the safest time anyway, if there's any safe way to do it, which there's not. <laughs> but she did. She was able to escape it when she was younger because her mother converted to Christianity, which doesn't endorse FGM so she so points to Christianity I'm usually kind of hard on it but it's not at least for now because who knows in the future but her mother didn't have the procedure done but because there was a revolution going on in her country where she wanted to feel African she actually selectively had the clitorectomy and the infibulation done to her. Um, it almost killed her, but it didn't. But it also made it um, made sex almost impossible for her. And it also led to the mental retardation of her son because he didn't have enough of a pathway to be born and it dented his brain. And it ultimately made her insane and led her to kill the person who did the 
um, procedure to her. She went back to Africa. She moves to America. She's trying to live her life for a while. She goes back to Africa, finds the woman who did this to her, who's being celebrated as a national hero, and then murders her in her bed and then stands trial for it and is ultimately executed by the state for killing this woman. Mm, mm, so mm, that's just that. And that took me forever to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> because again, you like we keep pointing out, it's not a story that happens in a linear fashion. So I do no. think when you're reading it, it's like you're trying to put together like when certain things happen. I was so confused, even with the people. names, because even at first, I yeah. remember the first time when I read it, mm -hmm. I was like, um, "Who is Evelyn?" You know what I mean, <laughs> Tashi Evelyn. But I guess yeah. But then it's like they refer to her. I think when she's in America, because there's this dual consciousness when she's there. I suppose you know she's still African, but she's in America, so it kind of gives you an indication of where her mind frame is when she's in that place versus when she's just Tashi. Or and keep in mind, she loves America. Yeah, she does. She does. She was like, "This is you know, it's pretty because she gets pissed when she finds out like America had actually started doing it too." I, I know she was. It was some. Um, it was a white lady who had what yeah. um, what all over the place. Yeah. It's hard oh to figure God. out where to this start. Is, okay, so let's just start with some themes, like some of our some okay. of the things that happened in the book that we wanted to talk about. So Fair. I almost kind of feel like we should start with you, Naya, because mm -hmm. my thing that I was really focusing on while reading the book was like this black diaspora that I was always like going back and forth because I just felt like that she was always Tasha, she was always just in the middle of wanting to be African but also wanting to be a black American, and I felt like she struggled with that a little bit, in my opinion. And mm. so that's what I wanted to. You didn't so have to couch it in your opinion. That was yeah, right. That it was a hundred percent again. Yeah. Like, and I think that's probably why when she was in America, she had that. You know, the the chapter is starting off with her Evelyn. Um, yeah, sometimes it was Mrs. Evelyn Johnson. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So would, it's like yeah, look at the top and be like, okay, this is kind of like a different tone, I guess. To exactly. It. Yeah. So it kind of gives you an indication for like you know where this person is kind of going. Yeah. But I do think that she felt like that because I think that has to be hard. I mean, as a person who grew up largely without any kind of African culture, you know what I mean? Like I don't even really know what that means, hundred percent, right. because technically our culture is something. It's a subculture, which is now kind of pop culture, parts of it. Definitely but, pop culture. You know, yeah. Now. <laughs> Now, but for the most part, like I don't, there's not this struggle to feel African per se. Like I do like learning about, you know, but Africa's such a huge continent. And then it's like, well, right. It, like, where do you even start with that? Well, and plus you know Africans I mean? will let you know in a minute you're, you're not, not African. hundred percent. I mean, which you're right. I ain't. So African-American <laughs> to me really isn't something that it's a I misnomer. Prefer. It is. It's like, I don't, I mean, you could just say black because at this point it's, I mean, yeah, it, it's a lot of different things. So, and I think when you're saying African, it's it's, you know, I have friends who are African who live in America. Like to me, you seem like an Af, you know, they seem like mm -hmm. an African American. So, um, I do. They have knowledge of Africa. Knowledge, right. <laughs> actual knowledge. The place I had a, not I had all an of African Africa, friend but. take me to the Black Panther movie to let me know like if any of the stuff is really African, mm -hmm. like because I was wow. like, I'm not gonna know. In, in sidebar, from what I understand, they did a really fantastic job. Like, My African friends yeah. are like, listen, they, they went hard. Like, this was pretty accurate. Yeah. But, but I mean, when you look into, like, because I actually did buy Black Panther so I could get the behind-the-scenes stuff, they went to Africa. Which they should. I mean, if you're going to do that, why not Massive, make it I mean, accurate? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I do think that there was that duality there and that she did struggle with that because part of you wants to be connected to what makes you who you think you are because a question I kept asking myself is how much of— who you are is 
what's reflected back to you. You know what I mean? Around you in your environment. Yeah. You know, I would say you think a lot. About that. You, I would too. You know what I mean? Like, you know that I'm... Because there's always this thing about nurture versus nature. Mm-hmm. But there, it's both. It's, it's 100% both. You and don't think, live in a vacuum. No. Right. And I think too, uh, not for nothing, you're, you are always trying to get to a place where you're... So even if it's just like as simple as I'm a woman, like there's certain ideals that get associated with being a woman that you feel like I got to hit these marks to be considered a woman. You know what I mean? And when you're not hitting those marks, you start to question your womanhood or you be like, well, if I can't have kids, does that make me a woman? If I don't, if I'm not a mom or if I'm not, if I don't take joy in dusting, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Am I woman enough? I don't like wiping asses. Like, does that make What kind of woman am I? You know what I mean? So it's, I do think that, Sometimes, you know, you get these titles, whether it's, you know, African or you're, you're from these places that you think you're supposed to be hitting these benchmarks. And I and I suspect that's what made her feel like yeah. she had to go back because that's, it's like, if I'm African. Like, I, that was I feel like that was her like like her point to like get the procedure it's done. So and I was just like, no, don't well, oh, do can we it. go to the front of the book, which is an allegory about the Panther Lara. Oh, yeah, that was that was um kind of interesting. There. It was because it was sort of an African narcissus tale. So yeah, are like, we familiar with the story of narcissus? narcissus? Yeah, the Greek mythology. The Greek mythology. Uh-huh. That's where we get the term narcissism. Oh, and and not, he was like a Greek that, god okay. who was so in love with himself that he... Drowned, didn't he? Yeah, because he was like, I love <laughs> he this. He was so like, look at me. Yeah, and so <laughs> that... Fantastic. The first story in the book is about a, ty- a panther mm-hmm. who yeah, yeah. Um, finally falls in love with herself and then at the end kisses her reflection to the bottom. So to me, it was just an African narcissist this tale and it it's crazy because finally I was able to piece that together I never put it together with the larger story when I was younger mm, even it though super separate they, <laughs> yeah, like, I, what is this? Yeah. but it was Tashi explaining being so in love with her African self that she sacrificed the gain she got from white colonialism to be a part of that original Africanness, and it destroyed her. I looked at it as a totally different way. <laughs> okay, I want to hear yours. Yeah, what did you think? So when she was telling the story about that, I'm thinking since I, I think this was solely about her marriage with Adam oh. and how she felt like apart from, like, oh. you know, the little thing that had they had going on, and she was trying to find herself again, and like kind of separate herself from them that's what i was thinking like, wow yeah. that was not i mean it could be too though because I mean, honestly when this. i first read it that was one of the parts of the book that bothered me the most was the fact that they just completely normalized adam's extramarital affair. i know I, I, naya I, was so mad I, I was like man i don't know like th- adam sucks that's what i because <laughs> he was so cool about it and it was making her insane like he you was, already know she's fragile i was just like adam is the worst to me like i will get mad on his point of view sometimes because i'm like oh i'm How? sorry let's back up for oh. the listeners who haven't read the book Adam has an extramarital affair with a French woman named Lisette while he's married to Tasha. It was, yeah. just, it was his friend. They were just friends. He was just talking. He would just go over there and just Yeah, he had a fuck buddy in France that, that he that, visited every twice a year time. and had a baby with. I mean, around the same time he had a baby with his wife. He didn't want wife. to. I, I, Naya's face right now is how I, I remember <laughs> reading this and it's like, why is everybody so cool with this? He's a he like it was way too much. He can do what he wants. Like not, yeah. I was like, they just skipped, kind of skipped over it to me. Because Lisette actually wrote letters to Tashi because he talked. To, that's what I didn't like either. Let me just let's get real for a second. I'm half in the bag. 
So I have Uh-oh. I had an ex who talked about me to his side piece. I don't like it. I didn't like it. Why am I even coming up? I mean, to the point they talk so much that I found about I found out about the relationship because of the side piece's husband when he found their correspondence. Hold up, let's talk about we don't even need this. He learned he knew so much about me from their correspondences that he knew me. Like he re- it's like you had this he podcast was able for your to whole find life. me through their correspondences talking about me. And so to me, yeah, it's very but it's triggering. I read this book before <laughs> before that happened to me. <laughs> and I still hated it then and I didn't I didn't like it then and I don't like it now. But it was <laughs> At least the bitch lived overseas. <laughs> right, that does help. Like, it's like that, there's yeah. some It distance. wasn't like, because this chick lived in my hood. But, like, the, at least you had a French bitch, you know? <laughs> like, That's true, that you didn't ever have to worry about running into it or spin class right. or whatever. So let's roll that back to why in the book it's so nonchalant. Adam talking to his French mistress about his Afri- literally African-American wife who is having serious psychological breakdowns because of the genital mutilation but that was done But think about her. how much fun she wasn't. She's probably really boring. And really, well, you know I, what I mean? It sounds like she probably, was not boring. But well, in the sense of like, but oh tired. Yes, like I'm exhausted. I'm sorry, am by I yelling? You. I'm exhausted by you. I don't know. I'm having a great like time. I, I feel like I was yelling. But no, I just feel like it's, it's probably one of those things where it's kind of like when you get pregnant, like why a lot of women get cheated on, right? Like it's like at well, actually, those aren't really great thing comparisons. But I know that that I does happen. That, as so, far as yeah. just like when there's something happening that's out of your control, that's only happening to the person that you're with. You know what I mean? Like I think it can but make it you. It can like, be isolating. I'm no expect from her though. Like she went through all of this and supposed to be like he was like she's not the same. Basically. That's what I mean. What like there's be like. Well, that was what was interesting about Tashi is with Adam. He had had sexual experiences with her before she was genitally mutilated and after. Not the eye roll. She, she was Eyes <laughs> actually hit the occipital bone, but which is the back of your head, and came back. Interesting forward. because the way genital mutilation is set up to work is that you're not supposed to have any sexual experiences before you've had the bath. Right. So because your vulva is unclean, dirty, masculine, it needs to be excised. Gross. So what was what kind of interesting about Tashi, this fictional character, was that she had sexual experiences before she had the bath, but still chose to have the bath, which for American women as ourselves is very hard to understand because when I first read the book, I was like, why would you do one of the (laughs) biggest things in the book is the scene where Olivia and we all remember Olivia from color purple. Mm -hmm. It's like, I named her Olivia. She got old eyes. So I named her Olivia. (laughs) So Olivia is begging her. Olivia, the teenager is beg or young woman is begging Tashi who's sitting on top of a donkey feeling regal. Oh, <laughs> is begging her, please don't do this. This is going to destroy you. Don't do this thing. And she spits, Tashi spits on the yeah. ground at Olivia's feet and calls her the white man's wedge mm. and basically says, This is my African femininity 
and mm-hmm. here you are with your stupid western dress on. Right. Like redder. Yeah. With motherfucking redder scalloped yeah. bottoms. <laughs> with your stupid ass collar. With your dumb hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're trying to talk me out of this thing, but it was... Let, uh, white listeners out there, Uh-oh. you're not wrong about yes, everything. Say. Because to me, this was about these colonized Africans who wanted to exert their Africanness. And mm-hmm. this is a tradition that went back millennia. Like one of the characters said, like they believe that Cleopatra and Nefertiti were circumcised. Is that true? There's enough evidence to support it because, because Cleopatra, it up, we know about the Caesarean section. That's what it's still called now. Yeah. Caesarean means son of Caesar. When Cleopatra had Caesar's son, it had to be delivered via Caesarean. Cleopatra, mm. in letters that were found from Roman people, like back in that era, she was a very tiny woman. So let's say she had been infibulated, circumcised. She wouldn't have been able to safely give birth to Caesar's son. And there is enough evidence that back then in Egypt, there was enough technology. Yeah, that, she well, would have had a certain... Caesarean was named advanced. after that procedure, right. son of that Caesar. So that. there is some evidence to support that hmm. we don't well, know though could be yeah there's no way to really know but there is some evidence to support it so it's it's when they talk about taboo this is something that's been going on for so long nobody questions it anymore right and then sometimes you don't even know why you're doing it don't Mm-mm. you feel like some yeah some, some traditions just, just they just oh, well, and because my pony hates rick and morty i love it um hates. That. I, don't, I didn't say hey, but rick that was a face. quote and he was like tradition it like um you know traditions are you know, usually an idiot thing. Like a lot of times we don't really think about the traditions we do. Some of them are good. Like I like the happy birthday song. That's a tradition. It's a weird tradition. If you think about it in a vacuum, if you've never seen it before, it's like, yeah, we're going to light this true. cake on fire and sing. It's weird. And, blow candles out. Like, and it's like, what now? What? Yeah. <laughs> we don't think twice about it. We've no. seen it our whole life, but it's funny seeing it through fresh eyes. Like if you ever see a small baby. Oh, it is cute. They're looking yeah. like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I've eaten a lot of meals and we never set it on fire. Right. And everybody's looking at me. It's like a lot of times kids cry. Yeah. Because it's intense. It's like, what the hell is going on? Why are we doing this? We're singing too. Yes. (laughs) And not every culture does. A lot of cultures don't even celebrate birthdays. So it's one of those things where we, and I don't want to make it seem like traditions are it. Because I like traditions. It's good ones. Some of them are toxic and some of them don't serve any real purpose. And I don't think that you're. Or a little weird. Yeah. You're not doing yourself any favor as a culture when you don't kind of like really know why you're doing certain things or reevaluating if it still makes sense now because there's still a way to honor your history and your traditions without necessarily participating in them you know because you know growing up in the church doing communion oh my god this is kind of creepy this song is scaring me (laughs) there's a lot of blood i know it was a blood it's like we're singing a song about it about blood and we're pretending to eat this dead israelite i don't know man it's just so strange for me it feels a little not yeah. Bit, Again, but. so yeah, customs can be weird, and I think that it is a kind of an interesting way to, because you know we do talk about oh you know white people and they all of the things that have happened due to you know um, colonialism, et cetera. Really, capital. I mean, any of the isms, and <laughs> you know all of them can be problematic as hell. But Truth. it's like you know we're always analyzing it from that aspect. But I mean, of course, you know any culture is going to have its own 
issues and its own toxicity yes. that exists within it. So that's the thing too, because uh, for our white listeners, of course, oh. you got to write about FGM, well, we <laughs> but wrong about a lot of other stuff. That's what makes it hard. Yeah, because it is hard to side with the quote unquote white man on this one when they've been wrong about so much other stuff about Africa. Right. True that. Right. But they're not wrong about this. It's like yeah, that's pretty bad. Like we should not be doing this to children. And because I mean, I even was looking up like, is there any medical reason why you would do? You know not what I'm saying? A female, all. and there's nothing. I haven't. I couldn't find anything. This is why I had a medical journal pulled up earlier, and it was like a gross penis on there with some kind of abscess. Oh, or something. that's what. Because I, I just like, thought you like looking at penises. No, no, uh, <laughs> nah, no. Especially not that. I thought kind. you like looking at weird <laughs> penises. Mm, no, no. It was like. Okay. But I was looking up. Uh, it was a medical journey uh, journal, uh, Missouri Medicine, and it and I was kind of like trying to because somebody could say on the other hand like men get circumcised you know like there's a piece of meat extracted or right, excised so just, from their penis and so I'm reading this but we're just journey. used to that too yeah, well, that's so what I'm saying so is it cool that. right yeah, like is it all. cool or is it not I, I, we've talked about we this have. before I I now regret having that done to my son like it's really? a hard thing to he doesn't care but like if I know what I know now, it's it's one of those things. Listen, like when they choose when the doctor came in to be like, hey, do you want to have him circumcised? I'm like, yeah, sure. And <laughs> just push the baby out. Right. <laughs> like, care what you do. I want him to have a normal penis. Like, that's all it is. Like, I don't want him to be made fun of or to feel like less than. But now looking back, like you do lose a certain amount of sensitivity you know, of course, you might have to take extra steps to clean it, but like, we have. The only thing I was thinking. <laughs> lots Listen. of hot and cold. He has good hygiene habits. You just need hot and cold running water. We have that. You should be fine. <laughs> you should be fine. I, you know what? I don't. They did do like different it. studies about how maybe it can help with reduce the transmission of AIDS and oh, STDs because that was I made a list of the themes of because that was one of the themes of the book. It wasn't featured as heavily as FGM, but what, I just felt circumcision like, in general. Well, I put the major themes were white supremacy, misogyny, AIDS, and colonialism. <laughs> I love how white supremacy always makes it. It makes it in every episode. It's so weird. It's so played out. I hate white supremacy. I don't like it. The idea of it is whack. I don't like (laughs) it. It's played. But Uh, AIDS was a big part of it. Yeah, it was too. Yeah. And it's because it's another taboo. Yeah. Like people. Especially at that time. I mean, especially when she was in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, This is like prime time of it. It was. Well, so I put FGM for relevant themes. Obviously, um, patriarchy, um, ritualized cultural practices. And then just female subjugation in general, like due to that, because mm-hmm. that's basically, you know, that's one of the things that I can't wait to talk about because Boy, I mean, is just it the everywhere. tool, right? <laughs> so like, cause you talked about what does it mean, you know, like to be um, circumcised when you're a female, but why? You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the part that I'm always like. So why? Apparently, has something to do with termites. Why I don't know. Happen? I know, right? It was so weird. The story they use. Yeah. It's like yes, the termite hill. But things go so back so far. Yeah, it's just a story that gets passed on again, yeah. and it ends up just never being questioned. Well, that was and... the thing too. When she brought up the Peter Peter pumpkin eater had a wife oh, but God. couldn't keep yeah, her. That is placed crazy. her in a pumpkin shell, and, and there, there kept, I kept her, her very well. well. Like I have that complete memory. It's a part of me. Why should it be too? I mean, all the things that I need to remember, that's one. Yep. That that's is in there. Really in your brain. <laughs> but basically meaning like, I, I'll get you pregnant and you can't leave the house. You're trapped yeah. inside your own body. And just how like, why is there this need though? What do you guys think that comes from? Like, why do you think it's so important for Naya, men? Naya, where does that come Naya, from? I need you to, I need you to break down to me. 
all of the many reasons why men <laughs> decide, like, hey, this is going to be what happens, right? We're going like, to cut off your genitalia. Know. Like, so I don't know it who up. left them in charge, though. Like, and what? Is they can this? beat us up. I mean, I feel like that ends up being the, you know, like, at the end of the day, they can overpower you. I don't know. What are um, your thoughts? I always think about religion when I think of it. Ooh, um, just about how they. It's basically just white men just be like, okay, this is how you're supposed to do. It. And everyone was like, all right. That's why that's how I view it. Like, they were just like, we're going to be in charge. And, and you guys are just here for the ride. Yeah. And then I, and I would even venture to add to that just men in general. Yeah. Because even if I wasn't black oh yeah any kind of woman that i am white men the the quote-unquote white White man man. (laughs) right because once again i will say it every single time i do not accept the concept of whiteness right and then we can because which episode did you go i feel like i say it all the time but she there was a really in-depth one maybe we'll put that in the notes if you're really interested in cat's take on whiteness we'll we'll figure it out i feel like it's a complete fallacy yeah for i mean and, and for the most part it is but i think what's not is that men in general historically over centuries yeah. and just since time has been there's always been this need to like i really take feel like a it's, woman's it's, sexuality away yeah. from her but you know i just I mean? like, like I, I really i because i i don't know where this comes from though like i can only interpret what i think but it's just like it's weird it's super weird like, huh? if you come from literally if you come from women and now it's just like yeah we're gonna tell you what to do though but you know you come from a woman it's basically know. because i feel, i mean maybe some of it is because it's one of the things that they feel the most help, helpless toward you know what i mean like oh, if you wait, think about i think i had a quote about this hold on let me find well, it I'll let, okay while you're talking. finding it yeah, yeah but I, th- I think it's one of the things that they don't feel like they're prepared to like really be up against you know what i'm saying just how you feel being with a woman maybe you know just kind of like the pleasure that you get being with a woman like even if so like say your vice is you know I don't know, drugs, you can go to rehab. I don't know. I mean, people get addicted to sex, too. But I just feel like it's one of those things where they understand the power. Like, we create life, you know, in our bodies. And that's a really powerful thing. And then, you know, it's like they we have no. this thing that they want. So it's like... Here it is. You have oh, to block. Okay. You know what I mean? I never mean? thought about it that way. Here, Okay, no. this so is you want to control the... it. Because you don't want anybody else to have access to it, either. Okay. You know? Uh, I mean, but you help the I, process, I, I mean. But... <laughs> but I need to control in this a way. thing right now. <laughs> I need to... And not to say that... That there aren't women who want to control men as well. Like well, it goes both but ways. We're talking yeah. about yeah, like we're just talking it's about this. It's one of the things I liked from Game of Thrones, where it's like I don't want to spin the wheel. I want to break the wheel. Like let's stop this domination. It doesn't have to be right. each other, right? But on page uh, one eighty two of Possessing the Secret of Joy, um, I believe this was one of Pierre's chapters. I hate, I liked him. And Pierre was the yeah. um, product of Adam and Lisette, his wife's mistress mm-hmm. um who ironically was wildly intelligent yeah he was <laughs> you know <laughs> and yes, compared to, to his add. american <laughs> brother who was i, I know it's not popular to use this term anymore, don't say but, it but it's what she uses in the book because okay, it's not a pejorative it no it's not but say it in quotes so that we're not i don't hate mail i don't either from any of our three but listeners benny his brother between um, Tashi and Adam was mentally retarded because uh, she didn't have a large enough vaginal opening and it dented his brain. Well, you said mentally. I think if you put that in front of it, yeah, that okay. yeah. yeah okay. I think it's a medical term. I'm not using yeah. it as a pejorative, and yeah. he's a wonderful like character in the book. Well, he's not even real, and I'm pro- we're all protective of him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? just, he's like, okay. So here's the quote. Yeah. 
Man is jealous of women's pleasure, Pierre says after a while, because she doesn't she does not require him to achieve it. When her outer sex is cut off and she's left with only the smallest inelastic opening through which to receive pleasure, he can believe it is only his penis that can reach her inner parts and give her what she craves. But it is only his lust for her conquest that makes the effort worthwhile. And then it is literally a battle with blood flowing on both sides. That, that is, is disgusting. A right there, though. <laughs> like the, what he said, though. That's a hundred percent what it is. You don't you wanna you don't wanna feel irrelevant. And I think that like when you possess yourself, you know what I mean, and you you know how to get to that place without. I don't know why that's so intimidating though, because I think still as a woman, there's still a need. Like you still, even if you can, like even though you can possess the secret of joy, like let's just say it's your clit. Like oh, can I we? can possess oh. that. We can go back to that. Okay. But even if you can, it's like you still like there's still there's still a purpose here. Like there's still a need or you know a want for that interaction. So you know I don't know. I I just don't think it should be that threatening. Like to. For a woman to be sexual, like that seems really oh, strange to me. That's a big deal, though. Like you can't. It you can't. No, you have <laughs> no, to be this perfect. Like you have to be just a, a uterus. Yeah. And oh, that's well. it. Because you then see, we over get time, to the termites. There's a, yes. There's like a term where there's a. You have your thoughts or something for e- someone has you know if you even you, try to even be open with you know being, whoever you're like dealing with. So explain yeah. like you mean like if you're dating somebody or something. Not even dating, just. I guess when I, if I can just say, like, growing up in our generation, I guess we can say yeah. that um, if women being, like, girls want to twerk or something like that, it's just, like, you can never be sexual at all. Like, you're just, like, in, anything you do is just, mm. like, nope. There's all this harsh judgment yeah. for it or whatever. Yeah. So do you Always. wish you could twerk more? Or? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I would like to twerk more. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But I got my twerk class canceled. <laughs> I know. That was messed up. But it, it was, was just... It's, you have to work on eggshells literally just to even be like it goes back kind of to what i was saying before like you there's this performative thing that happens when you're a woman a lot of the time or just in, or any stage i mean like whether you're a man or whatever there are certain things that you feel like if i'm not hitting these benchmarks so i'm not a wife i'm not wifey material right. if, if mm. the footage of me twerking at the club pops up yeah, or yeah or, kind of or my dad's gonna look at me differently or, or my getting male a, relatives a are gonna look at me, me away or so, oh, wait wow. what listen <laughs> we, wait. that's what Women, hold on. To me, that is one of the things that men communicate that they're afraid of learning about their. Oh, okay. Because I listen. Because I didn't know what what had happened. What? No, I thought you meant it as like, yeah. If I just wanted to get a train ran on, you're like, wait a minute. I guess somebody wants that though. If it's consensual, like to me, what I if I'm hearing men correctly, that's one of the things they're afraid of learning about someone they care about. They want even that just body count too. Yeah, too. You have to be virgin. But I mean, a train is a way to get that body count up there oh god <laughs> not unless he no not here's how you ladies if you want to have a train and want to keep the body count down not because i've done this but i was this just came to down me. so you're having sex with whoever and then he gets up and he leaves the room comes back in same dude but he has on a hat boom he's number two you know what i'm saying I'm leaves again you. comes on back puts on the hat nigga. you know what i'm saying changes his name up and he got a mustache on the next time so i'm just saying that could be a fun like thing to Groucho do Marks. if you ever really wanted a train run. yeah <laughs> like Excuse for all of you ladies out there three stooges over and over again yeah so there's a there's a hack for that's that that's the guys. best three stooges ever there you go yeah um but 
You got to make that up. We got to make that up. But I get that a lot of times when, like, when I'm listening to Horrible Decisions. Oh, when man. they talk about kind of horror phobia, and there is this sort of phobia about the wanton loose woman. They even, yeah, even in the book, because it was like, oh, my God, Gosh. loose, you know, like, your part's got to be. Oh, like the guy, because uh, Benny, who is the child of Adam and, and Lisette, was talking about the only woman he was ever really in love with. Ooh, because I like this. Here's the other thing. That was my first time, like, ever reading anything from the POV of a bisexual male. Like, I'd True never that. read anything. That, yeah. I, w- I had a book that I read was by James Baldwin, the Gen- uh, Giovanni's Room, when he was, bi- he was bisexual. That was like, I was a freshman. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Whoa there. Yeah. Whoa there. Yeah. yeah. Oh but my he was, yeah, talking about these things. And he was talking about a woman he was in love with, and she was a pansexual. That was my first time hearing that oh, word yeah, ever. For sure. And she heard. basically just could come off of anything. Like, she'd be riding a horse or... Like uh, rubbing against a tree. They're so scared of it. Like, is that the fear? It's like, oh my I gosh, so. I feel so insignificant that well, you can do this thing. That I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to do that with for her you. because he would be so dominant with her, she'd dry up. And <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Naya, I hope he that, said no that. One, they're going to be like, why did you have her on this episode talking about? See, she's a woman. She's 18. Listen, she she's can, going into listen, her. Ed- I wish I had had this in my educational journey when I was going into 100. my freshman year oh, of college. college yeah, I wish I really felt alone in this knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like when I was going into college, I was like, I mean, I've read this <laughs> stuff. I've had these feelings. But at the same time, it's like I still want to be acceptable to my community. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, that's hard. It's, yeah, it is. It's hard. It's hard trying to balance, you know, being a sexual being mom, and a young like, woman. Because my mom and... now isn't into this. Like, I love <laughs> really? my mom. I want her to love me and be proud of me. But if I was to tell her, I'd be like, look, mom, I feel like I feel like she'd be able to bust it up for anybody I want to. <laughs> Not bust it Whenever up, though. Whenever I want to. <laughs> like, which isn't often, but if I want to. <laughs> right. What's the problem? Why? I mean, what is all this freedom for? 100%, man. I don't know. But again, I, I, again, it's like the social construct, like that social kind of your womanness is always wrapped up in how much of a virgin you are, how buttoned up you oh, are. Oh, yeah, your, sexu- your virtue is tied to your sexuality. 100%. I always talk about my, pe- my first period and how <laughs> oh I God. cried because I was just like, now I'm a woman. Like, I will never be a kid again. <laughs> and I was hurt about that. Pretty I was sad. 11. Okay. And I was hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, was like, I feel like I was 11, too. So same. Yeah. So oh, it was like, my... damn, you see that? You wipe and you see that and you're like, fuck. I was like, I what? What means. Like, I was hurt because I was like, I felt it's like over. I, my innocence was like immediately taken away. And so. Yeah, because I mean, shit gets real. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, uh, yeah. there's a lot going on here. So I have to manage this. Yeah. But yeah, the only positive thing I ever saw about periods was on Blossom and Felicia Rashad was the guest star. Mm-hmm. And she had like a sheet cake and used, she used the icing to draw the female organs when she was explaining it to Blossom. The uterus because Blossom didn't have a mom. So she always visioned oh, probably because she talked Rashad. to Rudy. She talked to uh, Rudy on Women's Day. Because remember when she started her period yes. on the cop? Yes, they that made it a positive thing yes. it's women's day no yeah, that's look, how my girl. mom was she was so excited no there was, was nothing like, there was no 
no fanfare. It was just like, fuck, now you can get pregnant. God damn it. Yeah. No. It was not an exciting time. Yeah, because Nana, um, she wanted to take me out to uh, get lunch or something like that. I was like, no, like, don't tell anybody. Not this. no. We're going like, to have a period lunch for you. <laughs> We're like, all going to no. be there. <laughs> like, I cried. Like, I cried again. And I was like, no. why? Like, stop trying to make it this a thing. Stuff. Ugh. So terrible. It yeah. is. Really and I bad. tried to make it as possible as positive I could for my daughter, but at the same time, it's extremely first off, it's uncomfortable. It's, like, yeah. it's gonna suck like this for a really Physically. long time. <laughs> like every month. <laughs> so forever, pretty much. For, yeah. For a really long time. Not forever. But <laughs> Not forever. Might as well I feel be. like I can see the finish line from here. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I can see it. It's almost over. Mm. It, no, it's not. She's like, okay, mm. how is that? I have more of it in my past than in my future. Okay, I'll let you have that one. Thank you. But the 20 years or so ain't no damn finish line as far as I'm concerned. I mean, anyhow, I plan on living a long time. Okay. Okay. Right. That's fine. I hope you do, actually. Thank you. I do like you. You saw, the, you saw the Instagram pics? Man, you see my oh, lineage she is so out here on ellipticals. Cute. Get her out of here. <laughs> I'll just... Let's go, Grandma. We're going to be out here. Oh, my God. But that's, that's interesting to me. I would like to... I wish it had been better for you because that's messed up to me that even though we're a generation apart, you had the same kind of feelings that I had. And I would really like (laughs) the next generations to realize how what a miracle and what a blessing and a power it is to have that. I wish I could look at that that way that right like right now, but I don't. Like I hate it, and I still I feel know. like me too. Because <laughs> I remember I my brother was like, "What's wrong with her?" Like, right? I was like, just, I was like, "What am I now?" Like, I've I not like, transformed into this person. I don't like, even I recognize didn't even hit middle school yet. I was like, no. And it, and then when you, it's so unfair too because it wasn't a year later until I got the cramps. Oh, really? Mine hit instantly. Oh, same. No, I had a whole year where I just had like spotting or whatever. And then at 12, the hammer came down. Yeah, maybe because mine started at 12. It was like, I got the real one. I started (laughs) real one. Pulled up with the real one. I said, oh my God, I hate this a lot. It was. It's pretty it bad. Was, it wasn't yeah. great. And, mean, and but to imagine what it would have been like to be infibulated and to have the type of cramps that, that that caused. Oh my god! Because you don't have a free flow anymore. Mm. Like you've completely trapped the. Because we've read multiple books about women mm. who've had this procedure, and they have different. Um, they all describe of like you only have a very small opening left for your urine and your menstrual fluid, and it causes like problems with endometriosis. Um, I wish you could see the way I'm looking at you. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it causes some major problems. Yeah, that, um, uh, I actually used to give money. I'm poor now. But when I had money, I used to give it to the Fistula Foundation. Oh, which my is God. A found- do not mention fistulas. They are so bad. I'm sorry. I already did. You did. Didn't I, Oprah had whole villages. Like, didn't she like mm-hmm. have schools and stuff? I, I used to give money to the Fistula Foundation, which would help to give money to Ugh. help correct them, which is a simple medical. It's a simple surgical procedure and then i love the part that they also gave the women a new dress Aww, to me that's yeah, what sold me like... on it because i was like there is nothing like a getting a new dress well an official <laughs> for people who don't know what that is is just basically an opening between two things that should not be connected and typically when you're talking about the down there parts a lot of times the official is between the rectum and the vagina so you're welcome so the and these women would get banished like yeah because there away would from be the a village smell. but you got yeah. me pre- mm-hmm. like so first of all you, and they talked about that in the book yeah, too about the smell about, yeah. you no matter how much you wash you could not get rid of it and you still 
you smell like that and then like you're in pain you're not fun to be around you know what i'm saying like again and and you were 12 when we did all this to you and got you pregnant too so i cut you open on your uh and sold you to some dude yeah who had already probably been abusing all his other wives it's gross it's disgusting and because like remember we were talking about foot binding what book was that uh, that was Eddie Huang's book, was it? Uh, Double Cup Love. Yeah, because we were talking about his grandmother oh, who had yes. had the procedure done. Yes, it's it's like because she's in a wheelchair yeah. in America in a wheelchair, and it's like it's the same kind of like control thing. Like, it's well, she mentions like Biden in the book. Yeah, she does, and it's it's crazy because it's like there's this dynamic, and of course, this isn't like every man, but whoever the fuck is in charge, <laughs> that the guy <laughs> is saying like this is what we need to have happen. We need to wrap these bitches feet feet up so they can't go nowhere, and like the these smell of it bitches. is like turning you on the fact yeah, that the you, I can't smell. hobble away from you not hobble do you but know you what I mean fighting. like I'm army crawling like away with my little bent feet fighting. like trying to get away it's like this is right the fact that you're fighting the fact that you're in pain yeah, but the fact they that want physically you want that it's like what the f- why that is now that shit is sick to me like that's the sick part but even the uh, Tsunga, which is the made up term sh- that Alice Walker made up for the ceremonial Circumcision for women mm. was saying that when women have babies, they come to her and they're like, sew it back up. Like they want it tighter. She's like, the bitches want it tighter. <laughs> she said that in the book. Because it gives you, I mean, kind of like what Cola Booth was talking about. She kept talking about the fact that like every time she would have sex with a man, it was extremely painful, but also she knew that she'd be able to like. Mm-hmm, like she had Digimon. Yeah, man. You can, you can turn he said, it out with that. That right was so there, messed up. Because he said, Kamora Lee Simmons' pussy felt like bubble gum. Uh... <laughs> Maya, that's what he said. That's what he said to this. her. That's the other thing too. Where Ew. here's the thing. Gross. I'm, I'm progressive. Gross. I'm actually completely in favor of non-monogamy. Actually, if there's two adult people agreeing to it, I don't have a problem with that. I don't like you talking to your other bitch about me. Ooh, like I feel like there's this, another like. thing. There's <laughs> enough stuff to talk about in the world right. that y'all don't need to talk about me. That is because wrong. so many men try to use their side piece as a counselor, therapist. and she don't give a fuck neither. Because let's just talk about <laughs> She's it. She's mad right now. She you don't bring it up like Mandy you know I mean? on more of a decision. She can talk about like, look, I'm not here for that. I'm on vacation, right? <laughs> like. Phone a friend. Like this, this ain't player what this ain't got is. time to sit and listen to you whine. Like I'm, we're here for a very specific cause, and let's not <laughs> pretend like you know it's BFFs. Like get a counselor. Get I've a had therapist. men who tried to do that. Like talk to me about. No thank like, you. Uh, no thanks. Mm-mm. That's not what we're doing. Because I and she's not here to defend herself, so I don't want to hear about that. I feel like Kanye had that. What's that? Drunken high girls like top ten. Stop talking stop about your boyfriend because he is not me. Yeah, he probably had that. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, you, know, you got to get to the hook for me to know the song. I was waiting. I was like, oh, no, I don't know this. I don't know this. I don't know this. Go through too yes, much bullshit that. just to talk uh, to these drunken. It's hot not girls. ideal. I don't even know why you would want to be talking about the person that you were with. With because, her. well, no, you do need to talk about somebody with that. Just not me. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like that's I'm not, not the person. person. Yeah. I'm not that person. Why do you want to talk myself. to that person about that? I'm I, like, I'm here to get my rocks off, too. Oh, this my is, God. This is so Ew. Nice. Ew. I, I, I love the la- I love the Spanish. <laughs> I love the Spanish mommies because they gave me. Oh, so not sexy. OK, goodbye. Um, so, <laughs> so not sexy. Back to. No. I, well, so women's pleasure just seems to be a problem. You know, it's like if you're getting something out of it, then there's a problem. And mm. maybe it's because I, I don't know. I was going to say maybe it's because 
they don't want to picture like another man being able to. That's it. And it's like you have to, per- like, but you're having to pretend. <laughs> like when I've sewn I you wanna, up. I want a sound effect for Naya's eye rolls. <laughs> oh, yes. that. I like it. I like it. Too. <laughs> it's, it's basically like you don't want me to have any pleasure somehow. Because by me doing that, it's a no. It's, well, we said well, it before. I don't really need you for it. I don't. And it, but it's what's nice wrong with that? Well, yeah. like, that's how my mom explained sex to me, though. Is she it? was like, it's just going to be for the man, and you're just going to be laying there and just not having fun. Ooh. And gonna wake, you're going to get up with a wet butt. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what like, she said. And more or less, I mean, that's, yeah, that's about accurate. That reminds Never. me of an Alice Morrison quote, which <laughs> is Alice and Morrison. Or, I'm sorry, Toni Morrison. Was that a hodgepodge? <laughs> Let me go back. This reminds me of a Toni Morrison quote from, I think, I want to say it was Song of Solomon, where she was like, listen, a wet pussy and a dry purse do not match. Like, oh, where she was like... Because <laughs> it's like, okay, if y'all want me to just lay here, like, what am I... It is not crazy to ask that my time is worth something or that I'm getting I'm not having a too. miserable time. <laughs> like this Yeah, is... like I'm supposed to either be in a considerable amount of pain for your pleasure. Or even cultures that that um you don't actually have to be in pain, but they want you to pretend like you are. Oh, like, you're like, talking about Japan? like like that Japanese culture yeah. stuff, like with all the bombs oh, and stuff. Oh. That's a whole uh uh-uh, uh we ain't going all there. <laughs> Naya, plug your ears for this one. But no, but I'm just. The, I feel like that's a really weird thing. Like when you, pro, but because it's like I love you. That's how all the hentai it's is. It's so terrible. It starts as rape, and then like, oh no, I like it. Right? It's like, oh, I realize. Oh no, the eye roll. That's another sound effect. Oh, no. See, sorry. Oh my god. Sorry gosh. for everyone who's not familiar with uh, hentai, but that's how all hentai works. Or like Google anime. That, but... I always, I always make fun. Like. Both of my kids are into anime, oh and I I will be like, "What are y'all watching?" Like it'll be like, so this anime could just be called Rape School. Like it's just like that's, a lot. Of, I feel like I've heard you. There's not one called that. No. Oh, that's something you made up. That's something I made up. Okay. I was like, I thought you said there was oh, one I called Rape song. School. I made up a song to it. It was Hunter's on the Rape School. First of all, wait, was that it's so legit though? Like cause that was right. the thing. Right. Wait, was that racist though? Cause we... yeah, a little bit. But, okay. but, dear but, listener, but you you like you thought for a second it could be real. I did. We did. For our one Japanese <laughs> listener, I'm not sure if that's offensive or not. No, okay. seriously. But that's how hentai sound, or a lot of to anime your ears. Sounds. Yes. Okay. Well, no, that is how hentai. Hentai is the is the the porn version of anime. Thank you for saying that because look at eye rolls. See, we're this is. I feel like, but there's Naya. anime which is a whole plethora. Oh things. my gosh, that's like. But a lot of times, I was watching Food Wars or something, and it was supposed to be this cooking school. It was kind of like um, Top Chef or whatever. I love Top but Chef. like the food would be so good, the women's clothes would fall off. <gasps> I know exactly what you're talking Thank about. Thank you. Yeah. This is yeah. a real show. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. But they do that in all animes, though. Honestly, yeah. That's, and that's what I mean. Like, there, there's that thing where there's like, oh my God, there's this schoolgirl, and you know, I'm so innocent, innocent, but now I'm like, oh. kind of, yeah, 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 it's really, it's very yeah. bizarre, um, very archaic, and it's vibes. like you want to, yeah, but you really <laughs> want it to be like that. You really want it to be like, I, but I, but I venture to say, there's plenty of men who don't want it to be like that. I you would hope so. It's just unfortunate <laughs> that the men that are in <laughs> that are in charge somehow are the ones who are like that. I don't know why. Well, that is. I think that pours somehow. into toxic yeah. masculinity, right? Like mm-hmm. where because Vinny talked about that where he felt like so much of the way he was approaching sex with this woman he loved was about domination and it turned her off so much they couldn't even have sex 
Yeah. And oh yeah. Because it's weird. Like if when you're a she, regular, that's yeah. you don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want somebody to be actually miserable. Yeah. I did like the part where when Benny showed up though, she kept throwing rocks at him. No, that wasn't Benny. That was Pierre. Yeah. Or oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get him confused. Pierre, that's My okay. Bad. Yes, because I Pierre. think you mean P- Pierre too. Yeah. Pierre before. was the one who was in love with the woman yeah. and was dominator. Because actually, we don't learn anything about Benny's sexual life. No, thank no. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no okay. don't. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. it was, I mean, I hope. I mean, he's no. Fictional. Hopefully, he is. But hopefully, he had a. It, it takes me to Miss Pat for some reason. Sure. And her brother was it? Her, not her brother. Her uncle's sex life that she had to like jumpstart their sexual encounters. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> when they were kids, they used to have to prop up the uncle and they'd have to attach the female onto his erect penis so that he oh could have sex with. Oh, my God. I blocked that out. You're welcome, Naya, for that <laughs> one, too. So, I yeah, that actually, happened. I don't in real life. disbelieve you. <laughs> in real I, life. Like I tell my kids Ask when I don't Pat. remember stuff, I don't disbelieve you. I just don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, man, her and her sisters had to. I wiped that from the hard drive no, for some reason. That was I, I, it will never be wiped because Ooh. I just thought, how traumatic is that? That's really like they were up. little when that happened too. Yeah, so <laughs> so I always I don't know. I picture that, that does remind me how like in Nordic okay. countries <laughs> they will because sex work is legal there. They will prescribe basically sex workers to disabled citizens there oh, where you like it's a prescription like tuesday that's when the sex worker comes and you i mean you they want what? their citizens happy and you're a disabled person you're not able to get out there and get some but you still maybe if they did that for more people there would be less of this because when you really think about it in history the guys who are in charge they tend to be gross like you know when you if you just recount like the king like just about how women how they have to lay on their back because of pregnant when i learned about that Uh. wow well, Wait, say that again. Like, um, it was one of the one king. He the reason why like women lay on their back while giving birth is because he wanted to see. <gasps> you know yeah. that's wild. That's that is yeah. super gross. I mean, because I guess honestly, the natural ones. position for childbirth is squatting down. down. Yeah, yeah, that's what they it's usually do. Give me some do. gravity, y'all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's that the... wild that it's still that way because of some some wow. creepy dude that wanted to see my. We'll know. get into yeah. that with sex with kings. That's coming up. Yeah, but most of them were disgusting. I can guarantee well, you. Well, because nobody they, really they, wanted no to actually have sex them. with you. That's the problem with royalty. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's too much. It's too Someone much. Someone needs to tell you. As human beings, we all need to be told no. It is true. Because <laughs> we're sometimes working against our best. We are. There's the that interest. part of yourself where it's like, I'm better than everybody. It's like, no, bitch. <laughs> Stop. Mm. Stop. Not I'm better than everybody. I. You know, that's funny because I. that's very rarely the refrain that it's playing in my mind so it takes me out when cats like i don't know that's pretty I don't much know. my thing i was pretty sure i mean at four probably <laughs> maybe i don't know but it's but just, that's what parents are for why, yeah of course it's like yeah you're cute and everything but sit the hell down yeah don't you know, nobody like, care about that's you not a me. great idea exact boom that's just it nobody cares like i do so please just don't mm-hmm. so okay all right so we've talked about quite a few things mm-hmm. here i almost feel like there's no way to really finish this not really. It's no. not because there's so much more. I'm. I mean, I haven't even gotten to the quotes. I know this is what I'm saying. This needs to be broken up. I thought somehow mm-hmm. that we'd be able to do. Is both. this going to be part one? Do we want to end this now or part one? To. I was hoping to do it all, and this, this is not possible. <sighs> now sign so, us off because you're our guest. Oh my gosh! No, hold on. Don't put her on the spot. Like, look at her. She's okay. like, sorry. Whatever. Whatever. She's good. Hold on, though. She's so poised. 
Moni. Oh, wait. Look I just said your whole name. She is. <laughs> she is. She's precious. She's beautiful. <laughs> no, but I was basically just going to say, okay, yeah, we can officially stop it here. And then, um, so yeah, we're going to have to wrap this up because we're running out of time here. Um, peace. Bye. Peace, peace, peace. Before we go, we must give thanks to our sound engineer, Eric Dizzy from Dorian Keith Media, to Urban Nerd for providing our music. Buzz Viral Marketing runs our social media, and legal services were handled by Trazen A.M. Atkins. If you like what you heard, please feel free to join us every Wednesday for another fake-ass book club. Cheers. Thank you guys for listening. You can check us out at thefabpodcast.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you're listening right now. We want to hear from you. Come put it in our life. Thanks again. And until next time, peace, love, and the fake-ass book club. We out.